Welcome to the Pin 12 Podcast, a show discussing the most decorated conference in college wrestling, the Big 12. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, joined as always by Sam Phillips. Sam, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Lee. It is, we're recording this on January 2nd, so I officially feel like I am in a time warp. Uh, days have had no meaning, and I'm trying to adjust back. So uh, we've got a busy night of wrestling tonight as we record with Scuffle Finals and that mizzou Vatech duel going down. So uh, we might make this a little quick, but it's a treat to have some Tuesday night wrestling for a change. For sure. And uh, wrestling season is officially kicked into high gear here. We've actually got duels and a lot of things to talk about and uh, I think uh, we're going to need to get a little bit uh, more serious about you know covering the sport if we're going to do it <laughs> so uh, I or at least on, on this end of the zoom call so um, good stuff for sure uh, unfortunately yeah we, we already previewed the Missouri Virginia Tech duel uh, we're recording here 30 minutes before it kicks off and then the scuffle is still taking place. So we don't have full results from some of that right now as scuffle ranking, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, placing matches and finals still need to take place. So uh, there's still a lot of wrestling today that we're uh, skipping out on for the next 30 or 45 minutes. But, um, you know, we want to make sure we get something down and uh, preview some of these duels coming up because we've got a really big weekend uh, with, some out-of-conference matchups for several schools, some really exciting out-of-conference matchups, and then some uh, big uh, Big 12 duels as well taking place. So um, exciting weekend, and I think it's going to be a full sprint through Kansas City from here. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be fun. Let's get down to it. We had a couple holiday tournaments already finish up with the – let's start with the Soldier Salute, and then we'll work our way to Midlands, both those going on at the same time. Uh, Soldier Salute had – Pretty much Wyoming's full lineup and then uh, quite a few guys from South Dakota State and then some UNI and Iowa State guys peppered in there as well. Uh, also a couple of Mizzou guys, uh, notably Zach Sel- Zeke Seltzer up at 141, takes out Clay Carlson and Clay Carlson's return to the mat. Yeah, that's definitely a, a big win there. Um you know, the Soldier Salute really is just the Iowa Fight Club, I think, is is ultimately what that <laughs> tournament's become. But, uh, you know, you got a, a few things there from um, some other guys. That's a that's a massive win for Seltzer over Carlson. Carlson, of course, coming back in this many things, he, he kind of does this the last couple of years where he yeah. starts slow, and we know he's a top six type of guy. So He's a March guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, and he's a what in his sixth year or seventh year uh, with COVID, so he's he's one of those guys that's kind of earned that uh, right to sit a little bit and uh, manage his his pitch count here. I uh, can't blame South Dakota State for doing that. We'll see how he does in, as the dual schedule picks up for sure. Um, what what else from Soldier Salute uh, do we need to touch on? I don't think we need to get into the. Uh, Hawkeye no, drama. I, I don't want to talk about that. I feel like I've had my fill on that discourse, but uh, Kale Swenson at 157 for the Jackrabbits had a nice tournament, made the finals, took out Panero Johnson, uh, who's inel- ineligible for this year for Iowa State due to the gambling investigation. Swenson gets him in sudden victory. Uh, really good match. Looked like Panero might have had a takedown there at the end of regulation, but Swenson bounces right back and, uh, you know, makes the most of it in overtime. 
Um, and then RJ Weston and Izzy Marino, both up at 165 for the Panthers. They've had a few injuries at that weight class. So they're trying to figure out who their guy is there, especially with the emergence of Ryder Downey down at 157. And both those guys took out Navy's ranked Andrew Cerniglia. So a really good win from them. And the other big Panther match was CJ Walrath taking out All-American Gavin Kane there at 184. Walrath just redshirting for the Panthers, but a name to keep an eye on in the next couple of years as well, especially if he's in the room training with guys like Parker Keckeisen. Well, you know, 184 uh, has a legacy to uphold there for the Panther train. So uh, if that's the next guy, then that's a pretty good start to a career. Gavin Kane's a tough wrestler and, and somebody that uh, um, is definitely going to probably be on the podium again this year. So um, good stuff there from the freshman at UNI. Uh, Midlands uh, also took place this past weekend. A little you know, New Year's tournament there. Um, traditionally really deep tournament with a lot of post-grad in- entries. Uh, it's kind of watered down over the past couple of years since covid uh, you know, a couple of new tournaments have spun up and, and stuff like that. But uh, West Virginia, regardless, went out and uh, really had themselves a great tournament and, and had a really good showing in their um, – for their part. I think University of Pennsylvania won the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. West so- Virginia was – I forget how they finished, but they were – contending for that second place spot. I know big news for them. They got their second ever Midlands champion at 141 with Jordan Titus. Uh, Tech followed CJ Composto from Penn. So that's a definitely a huge win for Titus who has, you know, posted big wins. He beat Cole Matthews last year, but I feel like a lot of time he was kind of stealing one or two takedown matches and for him to go out there and light up the scoreboard on a guy of Composto's caliber says a lot about where he's at this season, in my opinion. No doubt about it. Uh, Titus has really grown into that position. You know, he's a top recruit, blue chipper. Uh, so for West Virginia to go get him out of New York and uh, develop him into a guy who looks like he could be very competitive at 141 this year is, is uh, big news. And, um, yeah, picking up that win, that, you know, taking CJ Composto is, is a huge deal Composto. Uh, has some of the best coaches in the country and all the resources at hand to be successful. And he's been really good. So uh, Titus, that's a, that's a marquee win for him this season uh, for sure. Um, Eli Griffin picked up second place uh, from Cal Baptist. So that's a a nice progression there for uh, Griffin and the Lancers. I think that uh, we're looking at him as a, a first qualifier for uh, Cal Baptist for sure. Uh, and this is kind of a, a good place to start that talk. Uh, you, you need to come in second at tournaments like this and only put one loss on the board and get four or five wins. You know, that's a, uh, a big step in the right direction for him. And yeah. Uh, and avenging, avenging a loss to uh West of Northern Illinois from that dual meet a couple weeks ago. So really cool to see Eli Griffin sort of turning into or back into the guy who we think he is. Um, and then he's got to be Cal Baptist's first Midlands finalist, right? No doubt. I, I like. I don't. I don't think there's that. I don't think there's any chance that they've even been to the tournament before. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they've um, maybe, maybe sent some guys when they were peaking in D two, but they they certainly have not had a finalist before. So 
I mean, it's a good sign for that Lancer program that frankly needs to look for some good signs right now. For sure. Uh, Ty Waters from West Virginia also had himself a nice tournament. He came in second place at 149. Um, he's really sneaking up here, uh, having a great season. He's 12 and two on the year. Um, getting winning a lot by bonus match uh, or by bonus points. Um, he's a force there for the Mountaineers at 149, really holding it down. So uh, pretty cool to see from uh, him. And then, of course, Peyton Hall came in second as well uh, for the Mountaineers. So, um, again, good, sh- really good showing here from the uh, Mountaineers. And, you know, what can you say about Midlands? It's a, a traditional tournament, and uh, it, it, it's good to show out there. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad to see several guys go. Um, then we had day one of the scuffle, and I think we're we're down to, you know, like I said earlier, we're down to placing matches and finals here uh, for the scuffle as well. Um, Northern Colorado OU and North Dakota State sent their lineups, and then Oklahoma State sent a couple of guys. Um, so talk about the Midlands being watered down. The scuffle especially is, uh, kind of a shell of what it once was. It seems like a lot of coaches have decided that they, uh, would rather, uh, take advantage of the rest in this holiday period rather than, um, go out and, uh, get these matches in two day weigh-ins are valuable. I think, uh, I guess you just need to balance it out on um, what you want out of these tournaments or what you need for your lineup right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's different for every wrestler and different for programs. I think the reason you see a lot of these uh, mid-major programs, for lack of a better term, still being the ones in these tournaments is because uh, if I'm a EIWA team or a SOCON team, I maybe don't get as many opportunities at ranked wrestlers. So I need to hit a big tournament or a bigger tournament like Midlands or Scuffle to try to rack up some of those quality wins where the, you know, your big 12, your big 10 programs sort of have the luxury of sitting those out because they'll hit those in the dual meets. I also think the redshirt rules changing has hurt in the Scuffle not taking unattached wrestlers. Um, I think that's kind of a mistake on their part. I know that, or I don't know it for sure, but I'm, confident that like Oklahoma state and Iowa state uh, would have sent young guys to the tournament to wrestle unattached because, you know, it's matches, it's two day weigh-ins. It's just a good groove to get in a, a good test um, for guys who may be redshirting, especially since the semester's over, it doesn't cost them a, a varsity uh, start or anything like that. Um, it would have been nice to see, as a fan, uh, how some of the young guys stack up in these tournaments, but, um, you know, depth comes into question with the transfer portal with parity really taking hold here across the sport. It, it does make sense that you'd want to rest some of your guys and, and make sure that they're not beat up going into the toughest part of the schedule here through January and February. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough – we're not going to solve it here, I guess, in a Zoom call. But uh, um, it, it, it is kind of disappointing because the scuffle used to be, you know, appointment. Well, it looks like Sam's dropped off here. So, again, as I was saying, the scuffle used to be appointment television. But 
so far through it, we've got uh, Northern Colorado with several guys in the finals, uh, Steve O'Poolin, Dom Serrano, uh, Vinny Zerbin, uh, all in the finals for uh, Northern Colorado. And then you've got uh, Stephen Buchanan and Josh Heinzelman in the finals for OU. And Kyle Haas is in the finals at 197 for Oklahoma State. He's going to be taking on Stephen Buchanan. Um, as far as team scores go, it doesn't look like uh, Oklahoma. I guess potentially they could jump up into um, the lead. They're sitting they're, – they're quite a ways behind Stanford right now. So it looks like Stanford's going to win this own scuffle. But uh, OU and Northern Colorado sitting in fourth and fifth right now. Um, going to have to do well in their finals matchups to to move up the rankings. But um, good good showing for Northern Colorado for sure. Um, without their big point score, a um, couple of interesting things that should we'll talk about next week after we get the placing results with Northern Colorado's lineup. But it looks like they've got some shuffling happening in the midweights. Um, there's a Baylor Fernandez situation to talking about again, again which uh which should be fun um he got dq'd for a dirty move uh which is a pattern i mean going back to his high school days so um hopefully he side, can hold it together dom serrano had a huge win over nasir bailey there in the semifinals. so uh good stuff out of the 133 pounder there for the bears uh, you ready to get into, we'll skip over Virginia Tech, Mizzou and hit that next week. Hopefully have news of Keegan O'Toole bumping up to take on Makai Lewis. Uh, hey, if that happens, you heard it here first. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, um, speaking of uh, Missouri and Keegan O'Toole and all that fun stuff, we got we do have to remind y'all uh, that this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all of your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. So, oh, go ahead. We've got some really fun duels this coming up this week, Lee. And yeah, they're, really they're actually do. spaced out pretty nice, too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, obviously, tonight you've got Virginia Tech at Missouri. Um, you know, we've we've previewed that last week uh, again anticipating um Keegan O'Toole bumping up to 74 it looks like that was a um real thing that was happening or had potential um so that's hopefully that happens and we'll get to talk about it next week um another fun one here is uh Michigan has to go to uh Brookings, South Dakota, to take on the Jackrabbits there on the 4th. So uh, Thursday night at 7 o'clock on whatever South Dakota State's streaming situation is. So that's an interesting one. I've actually got that wrong in the sheet there, Lee. That one's taking place in Sioux Falls at the uh, Sanford Pentagon, which is – I've heard of there being like some major uh, neutral site basketball games early in the season. So – uh, not uh, it's the first time I've heard of a wrestling event being there, but a pretty 
you know, known sports venue. So it's interesting that they're moving that one to Sioux Falls. Uh, personally, I'm a huge fan of Frost Arena, but, uh, you know, it reaches a different part of the fan base there going to the larger Metro Center, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, the Wolverines in town and they're see that's usually on flow, but with the neutral site, the schedule says Midco Sports, which I can tell you I do not get on my cable package here. So uh we'll have to figure out a way to watch that one. For sure. There's some exciting matchups here with these uh two teams. I know Michigan's a little bit down from where they were. They went out and uh, got a lot of transfers. They played played in transfer portal a lot, and then they've been recruiting house on fire. I know they've got uh, quite the war chest, and they're using it. So um, I know they're trying to catch the Penn States and Iowa's of the world, um, uh, but South Dakota State probably a pretty big threat for them here in this uh, duel. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of swing matches. I think. Uh, the Jackrabbits are going to need a lot of them to go their way, but it's certainly not impossible. I mean, Tanner Jordan versus Michael D'Agostino, if just, th- that's another big question for the Wolverines, of course, is their health, because uh, they've got guys like D'Agostino and Cannon and potentially Austin Gomez, who you never really know uh, when they are going to wrestle. Uh, but Tanner Jordan with a potentially big matchup, Derek Cardinal could take on Chris Cannon. I like uh, with the way Derek Cardinal's been wrestling this season. I would like to see that one. Alec Martin had a pretty good soldier salute. So uh, if he gets in Austin Gomez in questionable shape or not necessarily focused on folk style, uh, he could make that a rocky start to the Austin Gomez in Michigan uh, project. And then Kale Swenson versus Will Luan and Kate DeVos versus Shane Griffith are also really interesting to me. Absolutely. You know, we we did see Tanner Jordan take out D'Agostino at CKLD earlier this season. So will that hold? Tanner Jordan has been wrestling extremely well this year so far. Um, and then at the upper weights, uh, um, you got to like the uh, Jackrabbits at 97 uh, – at 97, the heavyweight is a strong Michigan lean, but I think this one might come down again to uh, do we get Clay Carlson? And uh, if you do, I think that's three points to the Jackrabbits, and that might be the difference in the duel here. Um, if you can limit bonus points at 65 and, and heavyweight, uh, then you know, you're looking at um, a really evenly, tightly contested dual matchup here. And I think that uh, the Jackrabbits definitely could come out on top, especially if their fans show out. Uh, of course, the unfortunate thing is their fan base is migrating to Frisco, Texas for the FCS National That's Championship true. on Saturday this week. So uh, that might be a tough uh, go there. I don't know you know, what that's going to look like for them. It might be uh, – uh, I don't know. That's, that's an interesting one for sure. We, yeah. You know, I actually need to call out here, Jackrabbit fans, if you're listening to this, can you like tweet at us or something? Yeah. <laughs> Just interact. Don't be a stranger. Uh, let us know that you listen. And because we, we say a lot of really good things about your program. <laughs> um, but if we can, if we can start saying bad things, then we will. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it for the interaction. Same with Northern yeah. Colorado. Or I was going to say, if there's Alabama. any, if there's any North Dakota state fans that want us to say bad things about South Dakota state, let us know that too. Yeah, for sure. It's free. We'll just do it. Uh, so, <laughs> um, 
but no, like feel free to like, we, we really, I'm curious to, or, and tell us where we can find your fans and, and how we can get our reach out to, uh, um, we, we know that we've got Oklahoma state, Iowa state, Missouri air force kind of covered, uh, the, the rest of y'all, uh, we, we, we need to know, you know, how to get in, t- get in front of your fans. So, um, help us <laughs> if you're listening to this and, and please tweet at us and let us know how to do it. Um, wanted to make sure we cover that, but, um, yeah, I, I like South Dakota state here. I really think that they've got a good chance to pull off the upset over Michigan. Um, Jackrabbits are really sneaky good and, uh, um, fell just a little bit short against, uh, Minnesota and Nebraska this season so far. So it would be nice to see them get one over on the Wolverines. Yeah, absolutely. Not an easy schedule there for South Dakota State. Uh, Friday, we have our only tournament of the week. Air Force sending some guys out to the David Lehman, Franklin, and Marshall Open. Usually a pretty tough field there for an Open. Uh, There's always some notable results there. So potentially Wyatt Hendrickson could see Ty Gadali from Campbell, Dayton Pitzer from Pitt, Grady Grease from Navy. But, uh, you know, we don't really know when we're going to see Wyatt Hendrickson this season, what events he's going to be at. And I think that's that the same could be said for some of those guys as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I you know, it's, this is one of those where, you know, who goes and, and how do they do? We'll, we'll just have more, um, to say about air force. We know that, uh, um, look, they're not the best dual team and, um, but they've got three or four guys that definitely should be contending for big 12 titles and, and, and qualifying spots. So, uh, we're just going to kind of keep a finger on their pulse and, and keep watching what they're doing there, uh, from air force, uh, Friday night's a hot one. We've got several really good duels. Um, you want to go to, I mean, we can go in order or we can start with uh, Iowa State heading out to the desert to take on uh, Arizona State in the appropriately named Mullet Arena. Yeah, let's start with that one. Um, actually, interesting. There's a lot of offsite stuff for uh, the Big 12 this week because Iowa State's going to – Arizona State's hosting that one at a high school. I think originally they intended to do that so that they could get the meat off of Pac-12 network and on – onto flow so they could reach more wrestling fans turns out pack 12 network didn't like that and sort of fought to keep that one uh not sure why that is the top of their priorities right now but it is what it is so that'll be on pack 12 plus at 7 p.m on friday night uh frankly i think the cyclones kind of have arizona state outgunned here they the Sun Devils didn't have that great of a Midlands tournament. And then you throw on top of that, that Richie Figueroa is looks to be hurt again. Kyle Parco of questionable health. So uh, those are guys that the Sun Devils are going to need to make this an interesting duel, but there will be really good matches uh, like Evan Frost and Julian Klebov. They're at 133. Uh, Cody Chittum and Ja'Cory Teamer. I'm particularly excited about that one because uh, the, it's just we haven't seen the uh the conditioning from Teamer this year compared to you know when he's taken that iconic picture with Peyton Rob after their NCAA placing match where they just completely let it fly. So that's where I think Chittum could sort of uh I think that's a path for Chittum to win that match. Yeah, I, you know Chittum we're kind of getting into that time of year where some of these guys that haven't really proven it yet, 
uh, need to start doing that. So this is a great opportunity for Chittum to uh, take advantage of that situation. Um, you know, mentioning the injuries, who's going to go for the Sun Devils? Uh, you definitely have some some question marks here. Um, if you know Kyle Parco and Richie Figueroa don't wrestle for Arizona State, then it's kind of a runaway match here for Iowa State. Yeah, it is. But uh, that being said, it does sound like Colton Schultz will be back. So uh, coming back with an absolute banger of a match, taking on younger Bastida there. And I think that's going to be really interesting because Bastida has not had, he's got wrestled against some highly ranked heavyweights, but none that have as consistently solid of positioning as Colton Schultz. So that's going to be a really fun matchup. Well, or any that are as big as Colton Schultz either. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dayton Pitzer might be your closest, but Schultz is out every bit of 270, 275 pounds. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely giving up a little bit of size there. Uh, you don't want to go underneath Colton Schultz, and you don't want to get into upper bodies with Colton Schultz. So um, I'm curious to see how that uh, is going to work out for Bastida. This is, but every time I've said, man, this is a tough test for younger Bastida, He's blown it out. So uh, that's a that's that's definitely the highlight of this matchup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's save that Oklahoma State one. I kind of want to end with that one, Lee. Are you good with that? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm let's fine move with that. on. Let's move on to Saturday then, uh, January 6th, Nebraska hosting a couple of Big 12 teams, Wyoming and UNI, and then those two teams, of course, are going to wrestle each other as well. So uh, they're going to kick that one off with Wyoming versus UNI. In both of those teams, well, I think Wyoming already wrestled a Big 12 duel, but UNI getting their first Big 12 duel of the season. Uh, not sure if this is going to be on BTN Plus with the other duel meets that day. Uh those teams weren't real good about putting that out there so far, but uh, there's going to be some good matches and there's, I sure hope there's a way to watch this. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work because Nebraska is going to own the broadcast rights, but BTN plus isn't going to want to pick that up. I don't think it might be a stream on Facebook or Twitter type of situation. Yeah. Let's hope that uh, you and I and, Nebraska or in Wyoming are talking about that or, or somebody's thinking about it flow. Uh, maybe, I don't know. That's complicated. Yeah. Might need to raise an alarm bell on that one to those folks to, to see if they're thinking, if they're thinking about it or what the plan is. Cause I definitely want to watch that duel. Um, if anything, to see uh, uh, Novak versus Volker there at 197, I think that that is a uh, great matchup between two redshirt freshmen who, um, are really making an early uh, impact on you know their their rosters. I think that this is a that's a huge matchup for the Big Twelve. There's big implications there. Uh, maybe not the top, right? Like you've kind of got your Stephen Buchanan, your Luke Server, so on and so forth. But Wyatt Volker and um, uh, Joey Novak are absolutely. Uh, guys that we're going to be talking about for the next four years because uh, yeah. they're both really solid. Yeah, that's going to be good. I also like down at 125, Jory Volk and Trevor Anderson. Uh, 
Jory Volk just took the loss to Drake Ayala in the Soldier Salute Finals. Trevor Anderson coming off a big win at the Collegiate Duels over Jacob Camacho from NC State. So uh, another matchup of good young wrestlers there. I think that's going to be a close duel. Uh, I would lean you and I, but uh, who knows with the way that the Cowboys seem to be progressing each week, they could make that a much closer duel than I think. Uh, and then against both those teams have some fun matches against Nebraska for Wyoming. I think it's the same weights, 125, 197, Jory Volk versus Caleb Smith and Joey Novak versus Silas Allred. Yeah, I think there's, it really comes down to those two guys for Wyoming. Um, 149, you know, you and I doesn't really have uh, too much of a test there. Um, Gabe Willichell and Ridge Lovett, this is his opportunity to to make a bigger splash as well. Uh, Willichell is having a really good season, um, and Lovett is the favorite to win the weight, right? So I think that, uh, you know, if you, you got to beat the guy, you get the opportunity to do that, and uh, you, you take full advantage. And uh, I'm curious to see how that works out for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. You know, I don't think either team's going to beat Nebraska. Um, I think that I guess each other, I definitely lean you and I. Uh, but there are two or three really interesting matchups in each that um, are uh, uh, exciting and uh, will tell us a lot about some of these guys that Wyoming has and then how are they progressing in some of the weights that are a little bit more in question. Yeah, especially that four o'clock duel, you and I at Nebraska. Uh, Kale Happel and Brock Hardy there at 141, I think could be a really good one. I think we got that at CKLV. Um, yeah, uh, Happel beat Hardy. Oh, 15 13. Uh, mm-hmm. that must have been that third place match. Third place in mm-hmm. Conce, it was or Conce semi. I think it was the Conce semi actually because Hardy did that semi slide, but Hardy won that <laughs> match last season, so uh, it'll be the rubber match there on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm, I'm excited to see Ryder Downey against Peyton Robb as well. Ryder Downey's kind of come back down to earth the last couple of weeks, but, um, you know, getting an opportunity here against Peyton Robb is, is big for him. Uh, and then you've got uh, Evan Yant trying to um, redeem himself against uh, Taylor Antrell uh, after getting majored at CKLV. So um, there are some – Gosh, just some really solid matchups here. Uh, uh, Wyatt Volker got teched by Silas Allred at CKLV. Uh, Going to be looking to do better, right? So, yeah. Um, Parker Kekeisen looking to widen the gap against Lenny Pento there at 184. Should be good as well. For sure. Good matchups. Uh, definitely exciting stuff for those two programs heading to Lincoln for the weekend. Um, and then, of course, on the seventh, you've got the UFC Fight Pass. Uh, what are they doing? What 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 are they doing that's fun in this one? West Virginia taking on Columbia in Atlantic City. Are they yeah. putting their makeup on and getting their hair up pretty? <laughs> I don't know. It's the battle on the boardwalk. Uh, no word on if any Iowa State wrestlers will be in attendance for this one in Atlantic City. They're doing it at the uh, Hard Rock uh, there on the boardwalk in New Jersey. So. Uh, interesting. These two teams kind of meeting in the middle and I'm sure hoping to get some of those, that strong, those strong New Jersey prep wrestlers in attendance to watch their programs. 
but 165, Peyton Hall versus Josh Ogunsanya should be really good. 174, Brody Conley versus Lennox Wolak. Wolak had a really, really good soldier salute, so uh, finishing second there. And then 184, Dennis Robin versus uh, Izarov, the uh, the guy who techfalled, majored, the guy who got bonus points on Chris Foka out at CKLB. So uh, really fun string of matches there from 65 to 84. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 125 is also uh, should be a good one. Jet Strickenberger and Nick Babin. Um, that's a Columbia is just they're solid, you know, like they, they've just got a solid lineup these past couple of years. They're not world beaters, or you know, they went to I, they did go to Iowa and t- take out you and I. Um, so you know, they're they're definitely uh somebody that you can't take lightly if you're West Virginia, um, in this thing. Lee, I just got your uh, the band slash Bruce Springsteen reference, uh, and so hopefully there will not be a chicken man in attendance to blow up. I guess that yeah, would be no, uh, no uh, gambling commissioner. Uh, it's not Iowa State though, or <laughs> Iowa. So I guess uh, <laughs> um, they 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 should be okay. Uh, you know the. If, if the game gambling commissioner is not out there hanging on by the skin of his teeth, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you got that <laughs> Springsteen reference. It, it's a slow burn sometimes, but uh, you got to make those when you can get them, you know? Absolutely. So. Uh, I was <laughs> with their second big 12 duel of the weekend. Also on Sunday, this one's going to be 4 PM on flow. They head out to Cal Baptist uh, taking on the Lancers and the big matchup there going to be 125 Eli Griffin, who seems to be on a bit of a heater here, taking on Kyson Tarakina, trying to repeat his 4-2 victory from last season. Yeah, Griffin beat Tarakina 4-2 yeah. last year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you know, big matchup there at 125. Uh Otherwise, it's probably going to be all Cyclones in this one uh, if I was a betting man. So, um, good to get out to California. Iowa State's always made pretty good hay recruiting guys from the West. So, if you can get some of those Southern California kids to come out to uh, uh, wherever it is that uh, Cal Baptist wrestles their home duels, if they're doing something else for this one, it says Walnut, California instead of Riverside. Yeah, it looks like this one's at a community college. I'm I have no idea what's going on with the locations for these Iowa State tools. This weekend. <laughs> it was just, um, it's really shocking considering how well Cal Baptist packed their arena when Iowa came to town. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's it seems like they have a good community there willing to watch good wrestling. No doubt, no doubt about it. The people out there in the uh, Inland Empire, um, they they really support their. Um, wrestling programs they've got some of the best high school wrestling in the country um in redlands and riverside and uh san bernardino so some really tough kids come out of there they just kind of you know if you're not a state champion it's kind of hard to get on radars but um cal baptists bakersfield uh heck northern illinois like Oklahoma State right now is it has one of those kids uh, in Isaac Olenek that has just really come out of no. He was he didn't do much in high school in California, um, but obviously you know he's all American and this year looking like a top four guy. So yeah. um, 
Uh, you know, it's it's important to go recruit those kids. They've got a strong community. And uh, just because they're not a top 100 recruit doesn't mean that they're not going to turn into anything um, for a program like Iowa State or Oklahoma State or, you know, any of these. So, um, yeah, pretty cool stuff for sure. Um, so if they're, if they're barnstorming a little bit to try to grow some recognition for their program, the Lancers, um, I can see that happening because I'm, I'm sure there are people in whatever Walnut or, or further towards the coast that don't know that they are D1. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the premier duel of the weekend. Oklahoma State heading out to Raleigh. Going to be on ESPNU on 6 p.m. Uh, Friday, 6 p.m. So a uh, huge duel there for the Cowboys. For sure. I'm kind of glad it got moved to Raleigh because this means it's on TV. Um, if it was going to still be in Sicily, I don't know. It probably would have been on flow if, if we're being honest. So I'm kind of glad that they um, – made this change although i know it's exciting for the guys to get to make that trip and do all the fun stuff that comes along with uh, wrestling in italy but um yeah i mean there's some there's some really exciting matchups in this one um it's going to be a close duel it could be a blowout Uh, there's just a lot to learn for if you're oklahoma state uh, there are big question marks in this duel and uh, in your lineup and you're going to learn a lot about some of these guys, uh, especially the young ones uh, and how they're going to stack up nationally because NC state top to bottom is really good. Um, Strong. They're looking to be a trophy team this year. Uh, So how's Oklahoma state going to stack up to them? I'm sure it's going to be a rowdy environment there for the Wolfpack. Um, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go down. With rose-colored glasses, I'm looking at it and saying it's probably going to be 5-5. If you can get bonus points at 65 and 84, if you're Oklahoma State, then you can win. But uh, um, NC State has definitely got a couple of those where they are going to be looking for bonus points or – if you swing 141, that's, a, that's definitely a swing match. Um, there's a there's a lot of really interesting ways that this thing can go. Yeah, and I'll say anything can happen at 125 this year, as we know. So uh, Troy Spratley taking on Jacob Camacho there. If they start at that, it's going to be just a fun dual meet from start to finish. Definitely, I you know I, I think Troy Spratley is really talented. He's got a lot to prove. Like he's struggled to get out from underneath his opponents that are good on top. Uh, Jacob Camacho, being an experienced wrestler at one twenty five, is strong on top. Uh, so you know if you get underneath him, you're going to have to get out quick. Otherwise, you're going to get in the same situation you were in with Tanner Jordan, Yuri Volk, where you're going to give up riding time point, and then you're going to f- find yourself having to come from behind. Um, probably doesn't really let guys get to his legs um, and has good attacks, but he hasn't really been able to execute against these top guys. Uh, so I'm curious to see if he's going to be able to capitalize on this time off and, and fix some of that stuff. I'm really curious about 141. Uh, Ryan Jack and Tegan Jameson. I think this is like a number seven, number eight type of matchup here. Um, you know, Jameson 
is having a really solid season, has a couple of good wins against uh, Brock Hardy and uh, Josh Conderhout, but uh, uh, Ryan Jack, same thing. He's picked up big wins over Lachlan McNeil, I think three of them already this – well, two of them. No, 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 I'm sorry. Just one at CKLV. Um, you know, he's experienced, been around a long time. I'm really curious to see what we've got in Tegan Jameson, who's also coming off injury. Um, so, yeah, I forgot about that. He, what, and that was in the Bedlam duel, right? In Bedlam, yeah, yeah, he got hurt. Um, elbow injury. So it sounds like he's going to be back for this one. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, still up in the air. If he doesn't go, does Kale Hughes go? How does Kale Hughes stack up against Brian Jack? That's a really tough wrestler that you're going to be throwing somebody else out there against. So, um, so yeah. And then 157 is the other big test. I think, uh, uh, Teague Travis has filled in well at 157. Um, Ed Scott's a top five guy. So like, yeah. you, you know, this is a, this is a bit like, cool. You beat, uh, John Wiley. Um, how are you going to stack up against Ed Scott? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, obviously, if you're smart and picking, uh, then you pick Ed Scott. Um, so I don't know. It's it's it. it I can see this going poorly for the post. <laughs> it is really uh, part of it, um, but I can see it being toss ups in a lot of places too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really interesting because you look at. I don't. You just look at a duel lineup, and you're drawn to like you know the top ten matchups which we have in this duel. But a great duel also has things like Braden Thompson versus Alex Faison. You've got the young kid taking on the what sixth, seventh year senior for uh, for NC State, and Faison really solid wrestler, but he's never been really a threat to all American. So, uh, and then you have Braden Thompson, who we're still trying to get a feel for where he's at. So. And that that match is going to matter just as much as 141 or 157 or 125. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, that's another – you called it out, 174 is another weird toss-up. We don't really know which of these guys is going to be um, superior to the other. and They're both solid, both untested. So, I, you know, I, I'm definitely uh, – um, I don't know. I don't know what to think of this one. Luke Servers played Giant Slayer before. Uh, could he do that to Trent Heidle? Yeah, it it would be really cool to see, man. I especially that would throw a wrench in one ninety seven, which is so deep. Just uh, right now, I would kind of put Server in a class below. Uh, you know, your Heidle. I guess Aaron Brooks is all on, on his own, but your Buchanan, your Heidle, uh, that would put Server up into that tier. And that would be really fun to watch. And then Connor Doucette and Owen Treffin there at heavyweight, uh, both guys that are like most heavyweights wrestle a lot of close matches. So uh, that one's going to be uh, by the skin of their teeth, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, Doucette both win and lose those where they go to, you know, tiebreakers. That's <laughs> just how you have to expect that one to go. Because um, that's what both these guys have been doing for the last couple of years, they kind of just wrestled to not get in bad positions and uh, let it get to overtime and then make something happen uh, there. So um, I, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't know what to think about this one. Um, I'm confident at 65. I'm an Oklahoma state fan and uh, I'm probably confident at 57. If I'm a 
um, 57 and, and 25, really, if I'm a North Carolina State fan. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's going to be a wild matchup. It's tight in, in every single way. It's just a, a, a really good dual matchup. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. So I've got this one. I've got NC State winning six matches to make it an 18-13 duel in favor of the Wolfpack. But, man, it only takes one of those to flip, and Oklahoma State wins that duel. Yeah, where, where's the sixth one? Do you have them winning 41? Uh, Yeah, yep, I got them winning 41. I think Jack, I just think the experience for Jack puts him – that's why I give him the edge over taking Jamison there. For sure. I, I understand that. I think Jamison's strength is uh, an equalizer for him in most uh, situations. So um, I, I'm picking him to make it five to five. And then I think OSU gets bonus at um, 65 to make it a, uh, a 16 to 15 um, duel. But I think this is a really tight one. I would not put money on this duel if I was a betting uh, man. Yeah, it's going to be so fun to watch. So many toss-ups from uh, start to finish there. So that's your premier duel of the weekend. Oklahoma State heading out to Raleigh to take on the Wolfpack on ESPNU Friday night at 6 p.m. Next week, we're going to be busy with uh, recaps, so make sure to tune in. And then again, you know, let us know where we can find, uh, find your fans if you're a fan of one of the South Dakota States or, or somebody like that. So um, we're uh, we're excited to get to know you all a bit better. And uh, we're excited for the season to keep running through here. So thanks for listening and make sure to leave a, a five-star review for us. Thanks for listening.